I don't like this one. Me neither. Let's get out of here. Dandruff protection that's never not working. Head and shoulder scalp shield technology. From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slow Burn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website, www.slowburnwaco.com. That's www.slowburnwaco.com. Yeah. I love my HBCU. And boy, boy. I love it, love it. Yeah. I love it, love it. Yeah. I love my HBCU. Yeah. And man, yeah. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. Man. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I tune into the HBCU sports lab to see if my team won a loss. If they lost, I'm quiet as a mouth. But if they won, she tab. Uh, I'ma do the dab, yeah. Dr. Caville, yeah. he know what he be talking about. Talkin Mike about. and Charles, Talk. they know what they be talking about. Talkin they compress the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want a lot yeah. And who the ball, who the ball. So listen to Professor, yes sir, yes sir. And pay attention, cause he gon' teach a lesson. This is Dr. Caville with Inside HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. Charles is back from assignment. Um, he got a victory cigar. He got his Top Gun shades on. Victory cigar, <laughs> Top Gun shade flyover. And life must be good coming in Miami. Uh, hell of a celebration. Let me just put it out there. Congratulations and kudos. Doc, thank you. Uh, let me ask you, how does my tan look? I'm, I'm, I'm tanned up. I got my shades on. Let me tell you something. I ate good. I drank good. Sunday, I had a delicacy. It was called filet rattler. Oh, my goodness, Doc. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Let me tell you something, Doc. Oh, it, was, it was nice and crispy <laughs> on the outside. You know how it is, nice and crispy on the outside. I know how you like it. So it was soft and tender on the inside. Oh, Everybody, get your little filet rattle. It's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. <laughs> I, I, I noticed a certain individual is not here. <laughs> we, we are missing a certain individual in the background who is a, who happens to be a rattler. You know, I, I put out an APB earlier today. Uh, we <laughs> hope to find him at some point. So, <laughs> man. Right, let me get the intro in for y'all keep cutting up this bag. Oh, God. Welcome to episode 301, Inside HBC Sports Lab Radio Show and Podcast. The show is covering the sporting HBC dash for all things HBC sports, from institutions large and small, from the NIA to the NCA. We share insights and information on the HBC sports culture, HBC athletic aesthetics, and facilitate the story of HBC athletic programs in the business of HBC sports. We call it HBC sports pedagogy. I'm your host, Dr. Kenyatta Kilville, along with my co-host, Mike Watson, and Charles Bishop, who likes to tell us he told us so. <laughs> we have coming from our home studio, signal live to kick today's to a 30 a.m. studio, <laughs> with the Texas Radio Hall of Famer, Ralph Cooper, multi-Hall of Famer, and beautiful home at Texas Southern University from Houston, Texas. With that being said, let's just talk about it. Let's get it out of here. HBCU game, they had an interesting article by Vaughn Wilson. Did Deion Sanders just change HBCU football forever? Deion Sanders has brought a big college atmosphere to Jackson State. We've seen a lot of that in HBCUs over the years in many different ways, but perhaps his largest impact came to light on Sunday in terms of what his team did. Now, obviously, early is one game. But I would be remiss if we didn't put it on the table. Um, Charles told us the expectation. He at least told me, I know, in so many different ways. <laughs> you know, the first team was we're running with the third team. I tried to sneak it out here a little bit. People did what they do. I know the rivalry games out there. You got at least 10 more to be played. 
But at this point, um, this was significant. And I don't think you can just gloss over it in terms of what this looks like. Obviously, you got to play out the games. But uh, as a famous book said, they, they are who we thought they are. Mm. But Charles tried to kill everybody, but I'm not sure if we're listening. So <laughs> let me go to you, Mike, first. Since Charles shot the first fly over the barrel in the military terms, as you would say, Mike, what are your thoughts? I mean, is uh, it changed forever? Is this this is the landscape that we in and you man, got to deal with it? Man, what you want me, what what do you want me to say? I was on three or four chat lines. <laughs> I was supposed to be talking about PV and I'm talking about Jackson State. I mean, total dominant before. I don't think anyone uh, uh really expected that big of a victory, but you're talking about you where talent meets focus. Oh my goodness, that defensive. Was I think they answered so many questions. That offensive line, questions asked, check the box. Defense, questions answered, check the box. Shadour Sanders, composure, check the box. Working out with Tom Brady. Oh, and Travis Hunter in his best Dion a la Cowboys performance, locking up half the field so they can do other stuff on the other side or in the middle, coverage. I mean, complete game dominance. I, I mean, this is probably one of the most dominant performances I've seen, I mean, in, in HBCU. And, yes, I think you can go out on the limb and say it. You know, they play like this. I mean, all the other teams, SWAC, MEAC, I don't, I don't care where. You can hang it up. Not to mention that the other top 60 guy, Coleman, the wide receiver, got in the game with a couple key catches, punt returns, and special teams. I'm, I'm like, wow. It's just – Wow. It, it is something to witness. And obviously, again, I'll say it, it is early, but I want to be the first ones out there. I want to give a shout out to Joe Clay. He was quietly on the behind the scenes saying, no, nah, this, this, you hadn't seen anything like this. He said, we all, this, this is different. And he mm-hmm. kept saying it also yeah. in the off season, it's not looking good. So I want to give a shout out to Joe Clay. Yep. He's one of the first ones out there doing all season as he's reading everything. Uh, he really recruits hard in terms of looking at high school players coming in and an and assembly of talent. So he put it out there. So it's interesting to me. Charles, I'll shoot it back to you. Yeah. Do you think this is perhaps the largest impact in terms of Deion Sanders' change HBCU football forever in terms of what he has most recently put together with this team? Uh, we keep saying that he is uh, changing the mindset, I believe, number one, of how you go about preparation. And I think that's uh, a huge thing. Uh, I texted you that morning, Doc, and it, it came to fruition almost uh, to a T, uh, other than the score, uh, in terms of how the coaches were thinking and what they had seen and just their preparation for the game. I, I don't think that there was uh, – anything that they hadn't seen that FAMU was going to do that they weren't prepared for. Uh, they were loosey-goosey, you know, uh, in, in, in team breakfast, team meetings, walkthrough. Uh, and the most amazing thing that I kind of take away from uh, even the pregame was talking to Aubrey Miller. and He was almost emotional from the standpoint of I just want kickoff to happen. I can't yeah. wait for y'all to see what's about to happen. So, and, and that struck a chord with me. You know, these guys, when I say focus, they were extremely focused. It was almost like, you know, trying to hold a bull back, you know, yeah. that that sort of thing. And the scary part about it, and I think Coach Prime touched on it in the post-game press conference, Travis was playing at about 60%, you know, uh, and he was still able to do what he was able to do in terms of locking up his side. Uh, Jackson State's top receiver from last year did not make the trip. Hmm. Um, Malachi Washington. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Malachi Wyman. He, he did not make the trip. So, um, you know, this team is talented. They're deep and they're focused. And I caution it. I, it, 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 I, I will hold it back. It was game one. Everybody has turned the page now to Tennessee State. But uh, it was as dominant a performance as anything you could see. And you could you could tell after the first series, especially after I just noticed, especially midway through the second series, that FAMU's receivers weren't getting any separation. 
it was going to be a long day. It was yeah. going to be a long day for him. And, yeah. You know, it was a matter of time. I, 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 I want to highlight there was a, a spot or something I saw on social media in the locker room afterwards. Uh, Dion pulled a, a Spanish guy up from the team. <laughs> I'm sure you I'm were sorry. there. Yeah. <laughs> and he said something about, and I may paraphrase, we came and he spoke his Spanish and he said, we saw and we kicked his butt. And, yeah. then, just play, and then he said, now play my theme song. <laughs> uh, and yeah. I think that's the good thing too is that uh, how much fun I mean the working yeah. is hard but how much fun they also have in there is pretty incredible as well uh, but I think this would be fascinating we'll get into some key matchups uh, throughout the week both mid-major and major we'll give you poll ranking updates so we want to see what your thoughts on a lot of this uh, is going to be a key matchup this weekend that'd be entertaining it would be could be what we perceive to be the last in terms of the meeting specifically at the Southern Heritage Classic. So that's fascinating in itself. Some matchup between two NFL coaches. We have several on the sideline. So you might get that a couple of times this year. Um, so again, that will be fascinating to continue to see. Um, and we'll talk about those throughout the show. Go back and check out Sunday. We gave you updates in terms of what took place that day. But uh, wanted to give you kind of a final recap, which included um, Albany. I mean, not all, when Fort Valley State getting it done against Tuskegee. Central State winning uh, another game, SIAC, over the CIAA. So the SIAC is 2-0 and over the CIAA, which is interesting. We'll see what that looks like because we have another one of those matchups this weekend. So things are getting going. Um, as we get into this, uh, can you give some of the accolades, Charles, in terms of SWAC? And then Mike, um, but let's go on a quick break here. We'll get into the break. We'll come back and do that as a tease. We'll come back and do the SWAC Football Weekly Honors and the MEAC Weekly Honors. Y'all can trade off on that. Um, and then we'll get into some poll rankings. Second half, we'll start getting into some matchups of this week in terms of the Classic. Thursday, we'll get in the rest of the key matchups in terms of conference games, SWAC, MEAC, CIAA, and SIC. Maybe an independent game here and there. We'll talk a little bit deeper. So we have a week full of information for you to get. Let's take our first break. This is Dr. Bill inside HBC Sports Lab. With Mike Washington, Charles Bishop, we'll be right back after this break. Give you some more updates in terms of who to look on. He said, uh, Lonnie says, Dion, okay, he seemed to be in a lot of physical distress after the game. Well, you know, he's still recovering. Um, yeah. uh, he's pretty open about that, that um, it was a serious um, life-threatening injury. So it's going to take him a while to get back to anywhere close to just 100% in terms of walking. But uh, he does have the best of care. But thanks for the concerns there. We certainly want to make sure that our fandom does not take away the health of what we think of other folks. And that including what's going on in terms of Jackson. We'll continue to uplift them and push them forward. And in terms of what's going on with FAMU in terms of the football program, we're making sure uh, that those on the outside in terms of administrators do what's supportive of these athletes as we are such big fans and any of the other programs that are out there that are dealing with some type of distresses. With that, we'll be right back after this break. Stick with us. This is Brian Fulford. A.D. Drew and I are co-hosts of the BCSN Sports Wrap. We talk about all things related to HBCU athletics. From the games, teams, coaches, and fan interest stories, we cover it all. You can find our shows on Facebook at BCSN Sports Wrap, YouTube at MyJBNOnline, and everywhere you listen to podcasts like Anchor, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. You can also find the show on the Jericho Broadcast Network's app. Make sure to download. We look forward to you joining the conversation and being a part of the show. Star Backyards Yellowwood brand pressure treated pine. If it doesn't have this yellow tag, you don't want it. If you think all pads are exactly the same, think again. This is always ultra thins reinvented with the always triple protection system. This pad wicks gushes 90% faster, absorbs even more so you can feel dry, and locks odors in. 
Rethink your path for up to 100% leak-free and odor-free comfort with the totally reinvented Always Ultra Bits. This is always like never before. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Maureen is saving big holiday shopping at Amazon. So now she's free to become Maureen the Marrier. Food is her love language. And she really loves her grandson. Like really loves. One bite of a hundred percent Angus beef ballpark Frank, and you'll say. Hello, summer. Oh yeah, it's ballpark season. Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team if they want a lot left and who the ball ball. So listen to Professor Yes, sir. Yes, sir. and pay attention because he's going to teach a lesson. Yes. This is Dr. Ville with Inside HBC Sports Lab <laughs> with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. <laughs> I see y'all out there, Jeff Roberts, Jimmy Wilson. Y'all talking some noise out here. Good banter going on. Keep it coming. Uh, yeah, the first week, man, somebody's going to be happy. Somebody's going to be sad. And the people that are happy are making sure that the folks that are sad can remain sad. so i'll keep it just like that charles give us the football players of the week yeah let's get into it the southwestern conference has named uh the following players uh players of the week for their outstanding performances during the games of this past week of competition uh as is jackson state shador sanders gramlin's lewis matthews uh, uapb's maurice lloyd and all corn state's jarvian howard let's take a look at them Robert Howard, he was a newcomer of the week. He tallied the game at 199 yards on the ground in the Braves near upset of 10th-ranked Stephen F. Austin, the Columbia, Mississippi native. Uh, had a 73-yard rushing score just before half. That extended the Braves' lead to 24-10 going into halftime. He also contributed one reception out of the backfield for five yards. The specials of the week was Lloyd. He was a contributor for UAPB Golden Lions during their 48-42 win over Lane. He finished tonight with four kickoff returns for a total of 187 yards. Turn to kick off 85 yards for a touchdown uh, at the 14-46 mark of the third quarter, extending UAPB's lead over Lane. On the defensive side of the ball, Lewis Matthews, he registered a game-high 14 total tackles, 12 solo during Gramlin's season opener at Arkansas State. He also contributed four-and-a-half tackles for a loss while assisting on two tackles and the SWAC offensive player of the week, Shador Sanders, 29 of 33. Uh, for 323 yards while throwing a career-high five touchdowns with only four incompletions during Jackson State's season opener. He completed his first 17 pass attempts of the game. Uh, Sanders also completed passes to 11 different receivers during the Tigers' 59-3 win over Florida A&M. I have to say that a little slow at the end. I, I, I noticed how you stressed Jadora Sanders when you said, Jadora Sanders! <laughs> You didn't have to do all that. It didn't take off. <laughs> so I, I, I saw that. I noticed that. Hey, the, like, oh, might, might be the might be the first of many. We'll see. <laughs> um, what was amazing in a lot of ways uh, is the fact that Shador Sanders picked up all type of accolades: boxer, role, national mm-hmm. player yeah. of the week, deserving for. But yeah, when he was racking up. And giving you those completion rates and getting up to 12 in a row, 13, 15 in a row, I was like, oh, this is getting a little ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and yeah. it wasn't like they were all in the same facet. And it wasn't like FAMU doesn't have quality athletes out themselves. But Correct. Um, he was surveying the field and he was picking up reads. He was telling what they were doing, whether they were trying to come in the blitz when they were disguising stuff. He's picking them up, buying time, being elusive. He was doing everything you would say yeah. about a quarterback. So it was amazing yeah. to see that. But with that being said, Mike, uh, what are the MIAC players of the week? Yeah, so let's talk MIAC honors for this week. Uh, you can chase, you can say you know, three words, North Carolina Central. 
because North Carolina Central, um, when they announced LA's awards, I don't know if they had this in mind, but basically North Carolina Central uh, quarterback Davius Richard was named uh, MEAC Football Offensive Player of the Week, presented by Coca-Cola. Uh, that was announced today. The Eagles' Khalil Baker was named Defensive Player of the Week, while North Carolina Central linebacker Jaden Flacker was named Rookie of the Week and Specialist of the Week. And yet not to be outdone, North Carolina Central's Corey Bullock was named Offensive Lineman of the Week. Now, Mr. Richard, uh, quarterback, accounted for all four Eagle touchdowns in the Duke Mayo Classic, a 28-13 win over rival North Carolina A&T, the Eagles' first win since 2016. I'll say that again. The Eagles' first win over the Aggies since 2016. Richard was 21-33, 213 yards, and two scores in the air while also running for 54 yards on 13 carries and a pair of TDs. Uh, now, Mr. Baker, uh, the six-foot-old junior from Winston-Salem, recorded five tackles against North Carolina A&T. He had a pass breakup and an interception to help the Eagles keep the Aggies scoreless in the second half of the Duke Mayo Classic. I'll say that again. And an interception to help the Eagles keep the Aggies scoreless in the second half of the Duke Mayo Classic. Mr. Flaker recorded three tackles on special teams, blocked a punt that set up a momentum-changing touchdown drive at the end of the first half in the Eagles' first win over North Carolina A&T. And last but not least, Mr. Bullock played in three different line positions over 66 offensive snaps against the Aggies, recording four pancake blocks while not giving up a sack or committing a penalty and grading out a team best 87%. Now, I love that stat, pancake blocks, almost as much as I love the stat kills in volleyball um, because it really gives you an indication of how well uh, that lineman performed. So those are your uh, MEAC honors for this week. Great, great breakdown from both of you in terms of Swag Player of the Week. When I was speaking of those other awards, obviously you talked about Southwestern Athletic Conference Offensive Player of the Week. He was Shadour Sanders is also the stats perform FedEx Ground FCS National Offensive Player of the Week and the Box Road National Player of the Week. Sanders also earned College Football Performance Awards. Honorable mention acclaims as National Performer of the Week. Imagine what the other players, if he was only honorable mention. With that said, as you often do when you have great superlative teams, I mean, with players on a team, the team is superlative as well. Jackson State is ranked as the AFCA coaches, FCS top 25. Uh, they come in at number 15 on that list. So uh, interesting to see. You saw Tennessee State play Eastern Washington, which was number 11. You mm -hmm. saw Alcorn State at home against Stephen F. Austin, which is number 12. You will see Delaware State face off at number 13, Delaware, this week. So those are some of the ones to keep in mind in terms of what that looks like. You have uh, Incarnate Word, which Prairie View will play in a couple of weeks. Now they play um, Abilene Christian. It's not ranked in at least the top 15, according to the AFCA coaches, FCSO. But I thought it was interesting to put some of those out there. So it'll be fascinating as we get into the poll rankings. Let's deal with the mid-major. Uh, usually we pull up and we just give you the top five. The top five are remain the same from the preseason. So we're going to go with the bottom 10. I'm going to give you the bottom 10 uh, in the poll because there are a lot of changes. First week preseason, teams drop out. We'll get to see some consistency and see what this looks like. Um, and stay calm. This is early. And the way we do the power rankings with the votes and the teams, wins mean a lot, losses not so much. Not necessarily who you play that way is a little deeper as you get into the season. Right now, it's about getting on the board and getting those wins. So, dropping out of the poll this week, Kentucky State Thoroughbreds, Savannah State Tigers, Tuskegee Golden Tigers, and Miles Golden Bears all drop out of the poll. Receiving votes, Bluefield State, Big Blue with a big win late in that game. You saw some highlights as they got it done. Kudos to them over Johnson C. Smith. Arkansas Bath. Baptist, Buffaloes, they're bringing back football. They beat Texas College to get it done. Big-time win by Arkansas Baptist. West Virginia State, Yellow Jackets are 1-0 as well. Uh, those three teams have 7, 6, and 4 points respectively. Top 10, Florida Memorial Lions are 1-1 one one, uh, in the top 10 
They had that win over Everwater, stepped up in division, and you saw that they ran into a buzzsaw. Kudos to Southern, putting up 80-plus points. At number nine, Fort Valley State Wildcats played on Sunday. They got the win over Tuskegee. Much closer game this time around, uh, but they pulled away late and get it done. So they jumped in the top 10 with 15 points. At number eight, you have Central State Matadors also playing on Sunday, playing in the Black College Hall of Fame. Classic up there in Canton, Ohio. Uh, they beat up on the SIC, Winston-Salem State, close early. They pull away big time late and win that incredible fashion, going one and all on the seat. At number seven, always got a love for Clark Atlanta Panthers. Y'all know that. Uh, academic school, but they find a new way they're playing a little football. Remember, new coach, he gets off to a great start. One and oh, four and one uh, in the rankings. There at number six, yeah, the Benedict Tigers, one and oh, as they also get a win over a CIAA. Notice all those teams out of the SIC. It's going to be interesting to see how it shakes up. I will sneak these in for you in terms of the top five. Again, they remain the same, but they're out of the CIAA. I don't know if this is saying a lot, but you have number five, Virginia Union Panthers, number four, Bowie State Bulldogs, number three, Fayetteville State Broncos. Again, they were all preseason three, four, and five. And number two, Langston, as they got a big win conference-wide. Two first-place votes, they stay at number two. And number one is Albany State Golden Rams, one of those seven first-place votes. They Ooh. probably have one of the sneaky games of the yeah. week because they slide yeah. down Ooh. to Tallahassee and play what many people was a wounded Florida A&M team. It'll be interesting to see you talking about potentially upset in the making mid-major, a major division. Fam, you're yeah. going to have to get out there early to make sure they don't give confidence to Albany State. Willie Simmons talked about this. He knows that this is a team that's going to come in with a lot of confidence, so he understands the need to get his psyche on his team. So that's the major mm-hmm. division, and that's one reason I wanted to shake that up a little bit because I think there's a credible matchup when you get the number one uh, mid-major top 25 team also at the Division two level. So this is not just a quality top one HBC mid-major program, but this is a team – that is respected, much like Bowie State, if you would, uh, in terms of Division II uh, national top 25 rankings. That'll do it again in terms of top 10. I'm going to give you the top five for the major division. You can go and we'll post it after the site. A uh, couple of teams dropping out of here, uh, what this looks like. In fact, I might go in there and get y'all responses after the break. I'll go ahead and give the top 10 and then we'll get you more time to break down mid-major and major after we come back from the break. So let me give it to you like this. Receiving votes this week, Arkansas Pine Bluff Golden Lions. They got a win over Lane. That's a tough Lane team, and I know a lot of folks are not respecting Pine Bluff. Expected to do some things in terms of Division Two out of the SIAC. We'll see what that means. They were not ranked, obviously, in terms of taking the loss to our Golden Lions. North Carolina a Aggies, rival loss. North Carolina Central, a lot of those Aggies eating uh, some crow there. Norfolk State Spartans, but kudos to the Aggies, those that came out and just put it on the table. They said it very clearly. Big-time fans said, hey, they just took it to us. Got to be shout-out to those Aggies that were real about that. Norfolk State Spartans on one uh, in terms of what's going on. So dropping out of the polls this week, fam, you rattlers. 0-2 on the season, 0-1 in conference play. Alabama A&M Bulldogs, 0-1. North Carolina A&T uh, State Aggies, 0-1. Norfolk State Spartans, 0-1. You see some of those teams getting ranked. Meaning who jumped in the poll or stayed in the poll at number 10? Tennessee State Tigers dropped one spot. They're 0-1 as they stay in the poll after a tough road loss to Eastern uh, Washington in terms of what that looks like. Big matchup against Jackson State, a top-10 team. So it'll be interesting to see what that looks like, meaning you got a top-10 matchup again this week. At number nine, you have Alcorn State Braves on one, 18 points, uh, dropping three spots from number six. At number eight, you have Delaware State Hornets, 1-0, and uh, got a big victory over Lincoln, Pennsylvania, uh, playing some good football there. At number seven, Southern Jaguars, 1-0, beating up on those Florida Memorials that are in top 10 over there. They got a win, a win previous week over Edward Waters. 43 points were not ranked last week. And number six, you have the Hampton Pirates that beat Howard University in the Battle of the HQ. 
Mm. Some people mm. say they're going to take away the H from Howard. Uh, <laughs> they don't deserve it anymore. Uh-huh. 62 points, not ranked. Top five programs. Another one that sneaks in there, all the way up to number five, that was not ranked for every a Panthers. One of those. Impressive. Uh, and overall, one of those. They ran for over 300 yards against Texas Southern University. Impressive. Only attempted five passes, did not kick on one, and still no. shut them down. Brought in a quarterback after – Trayvon Connolly ran so hard that he had a slight hamstring in terms of what he was doing on the field. Backup quarterback comes in and turns in a back, uh, pick six, did not score. So late in the game, Texas Southern made it least respectable, but it got ugly really quick. Number four, Alabama State Hornets continue to win. Uh, new coach in there. Swarm is one, as they say with that hashtag, 2-0, Brady Miles College. Uh, as they get it done in terms of 83 points, moving up three spots at number three, North Carolina Central Eagles, 1-0, as we said, beat up on a top-10 ranked team uh, previously at least, 92 points, moving up five spots from number eight previously. At number two, South Carolina State, 0-1, still five first-place votes, but they did take the loss and got beat up pretty good, so they dropped for number one. Jackson State with the win and such an impressive win, Goes to 1-0, 1-0 in the Cowboys race, seven first-place votes, 114 points, moving up for number two. That does it in week number one. We'll take our second quarter break. We'll come back in the third quarter after halftime and let these guys cook on this a little bit, and they can tell me what their thoughts in terms of our mid-major and major division polls. I want to see what the data man says out there in terms of data points. I want to see what Charles says in terms of him wanting to break it down. I want to know what the thoughts are. Did I get it right? Or are they going to tell me to go back in terms of the computer and do some more work? We'll see. We'll be right back after this second break. Nope. Nope. You want him? Ooh, I like him. The Quicker Picker Upper. Bounty picks up messes quicker, and each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use less. He's an eight. He's a nine. Bounty, the Quicker Picker Upper. Charmin Ultra Soft has so much cushiony softness, it's hard for your family to remember they can use less. Sweet pillows of softness. This is soft. Holy Charmin. Oh, excuse me. Roll it back, everybody. Sorry. Charmin Ultra Soft is so cushiony soft, you'll want more. But it's so absorbent, you can use less. So it's always worth it. Now, what did we learn about using less? You gotta roll it back, everybody. (laughs) We all go. Why not enjoy the go with Charmin? It's never too early to plant the seed, to share the tradition, and instill a sense of pride in your HBCU with your little ones. HBCU Pride and Joy Children's Boutique helps you share your school spirit with a wide selection of adorable kids' apparel and accessories officially licensed from your favorite HBCU. Visit HBCUPrideJoy.com and follow us on all social media at HBCUPrideJoy on Facebook and Twitter. You see, Head & Shoulders has a scalp shield technology protects against flakes even between washes. It's never not working. Kind of like us. We're never not working. Number 15? That's my rub. Ooh, nice. Never not working. Never, ever, never, ever not working. Welcome, everybody, to Juneau, Alaska. I don't like this one. Me neither. Let's get out of here. Dandruff protection that's never not working. Head & Shoulders scalp shield technology. Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they wanna love that and who the ball, who the ball. So listen to Professor Yes Sir and pay attention because he gon' teach a lesson. This is Doctor Bill with Inside HBCU Sports Lab. Just dropped you this week number one's mid major and major division poll rankings. I'm going to start with Charles on mid major poll rankings. What were your thoughts, Charles? Uh, mid-major, I thought you got it right. I, I thought there was a there was a couple of things that stood out, uh, especially uh, Lane playing uh, Arkansas Pine Bluff uh, the way they played them. So uh, that was uh, a game that stood out to me. Uh, kudos to Central State uh, getting it done on national TV. So I was able to catch catch those two and and, and kind of follow them. Uh, but uh, I think for the first first. 
was sweet, Dr. Bell. I, I don't have any problem with the grades that, and, and the poll rankings that you handed out thus far on the mid-majors. Uh, and shout out to Bowie State. They continued to be Bowie State. That was a good out-of-conference win over New Haven. So uh, that, 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 that was impressive. I thought that was a solid one of those you so spoiled about Bowie State that you almost ignore, which we certainly can't afford to do because we want to make sure they get the credit they are due. So I'm glad that you pointed that out. Going to Mr. Data Point. <laughs> um, Professor Washington, what do you say about the mid-major poll rankings, sir? I'm going to say this. I mean, I, I think it, it's okay. A um, couple of things I think. <laughs> If if you're looking at if you look, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, you know, I, I would even personally put you know Fort Valley uh, up a little higher. Uh, Bowie State impressive okay. win. Uh, Bowie State um, impressive. How high win. would you put Fort Valley State, Mike? Seriously, I, I put Fort Valley State. They'd be in the middle at right at right at about six five. Seven. Yeah, okay. six. I, I'd even go with six. You know um, what? That's 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 a good win because I expected more out of Tuskegee with uh, uh with Coach Ruffin down there, but yeah. I mean that that Fort Valley and that's a new coach for Fort Valley State as well. Yeah, yeah. very new. Yeah, yeah new coach. <clears throat> so I I would put him a little higher. So uh and then Bowie State, yeah, you have them against, but I would I, I would say right now it's Albany State, uh Langston, and I would say Bowie State. Um, uh, I don't know about Fayetteville just yet, so. Yeah, I could, yeah, you know, you know what, Doc? I just had a thought. Man, where is AD Drew? Man, Tuskegee and Fort A and E. Yeah, God, he had an over two weekend. <laughs> that's why he's not around. That's <laughs> why. That's why you hadn't heard from him. Yeah, he heard nothing, man. Uh, he did do the um, uh, show yesterday. They pushed back the show to make sure they could get in the game, and so they had me on there. So if you hadn't seen Brian and AD show. Jump on there and let me know your thoughts. I gave out grades yesterday, and they had a ball because they hadn't really seen this side of me, Charles. You know, I <laughs> my classrooms a little different. And my grading system and mannerism, and I was talking about who earns an A+, plus, which is Jackson State. But then they got into these subjective uh, losses as if they were wins with all with Alcorn State, Tennessee State. I said they lost. How you can get a, pass, I mean, a B grade and you lost? Oh, you got to see that's average. What are, what are you talking about? So they just got a kick, and then they were giving some people hell with these playing these FBS programs. How about they didn't show up? They had 50 points put on them. I said it's 85 scholarships, it's different. Yeah. If they get the C minus D's, but you can't get no <laughs> so if y'all like that, I can check that out from yesterday. But let me go to you, Mike, before we get too far off of it. Let me know what you think about the major division poll. Big boy, what you got there? Yeah. Uh, well, first of all, I'm, first of all, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't think South Carolina State should be up there. Aha! Say it with your chest, Mike. Say I, it I don't think that, there's no way they got beat so by. How far do you drop South Carolina State? It they are somewhere around nine and ten. And if you're gonna if you're gonna judge folks that have a loss, Tennessee State played better. Alcorn State plays. Uh, uh, was it um, Santa uh, Santa Fe? Not Santa Fe, but Stephen F. Austin played them. Did you move them up? Uh, that was too big of a loss. Uh, you dropped Fam off for for the way that in which they got lost, and they they lost. Why isn't South Carolina State the same way? This is twenty twenty two, the year our Lord. So they got beat. They let they put it. They let a team put fifty nine points on them. So sorry. Uh, I think Good Southern. Point. I'll take that. I'll take that. I'll take that. I think Southern had a dominant performance. I think they move up as well. Um, I would even look uh, even though even though it was against. Uh, so you drop South Carolina State how far? I'd say either they are number nine, ten, or out the poll. Okay. Yeah, you drop fam out, so. You know what, Mike? I, I got to go with you on that. Uh, that, that that's a, if that's we're a being if we're being consistent, you drop fam out. But take it. But take it. But, but that Bamu's loss was to an FCS program. What did you just say? A loss. I don't care, man. You lost. <laughs> you won. You won. You I don't care. <laughs> no, you're true. That's why I said I can agree. Maybe South Carolina's getting lower, but you're dropping them out. Let me go to you. I see you push Southern up there with that win over Florida Florida just because they put over half a hundred points. <laughs> I, I would I would move South Carolina State down. 
I have to shoot North Carolina Central right behind Jackson yes, State. Yes, that's the other one. I'm sorry. That was yes. a huge win over uh, over Aggie Pride this weekend. And, I mean, it was thorough. Yeah, that was, was great. Weapon. It was that was great. Weapon. You know, Davis I, Richard, I mean, he showed up and showed out in that game in the Aggie Eagle Classic. You talk about uh, what he was able to do. He accounted he for all four of the touchdowns, uh, threw for 213 yards, ran for another 50-plus yards. That was a solid performance. North Carolina Central turned my head this weekend. Absolutely. I agree with that one. 150%. They they move up in what my you, mind. What were your thoughts about Prairie View's win over Texas Southern? Starting with you, Mike. Okay. I, I thought it was definitive, too. I, I think they move up. If you move South Carolina down, you move, to, in my, from my perspective, the way they won, North Carolina Central up, Prairie View up, then you have uh, Alabama State. Uh, interesting, interesting. Charles? Uh, purview, that was, a, that was a solid, solid win because I think Texas Southern had all the buzz going into this season in terms of being an upstart that everybody was going to be watching, especially with a quarterback like Andrew Body, uh, who, you know, you will have some people that will debate you uh, real hard. And Andrew Body is a better quarterback than Stuart Sanders. Uh, and, I mean, he, he came in and showed up and showed out as a freshman, but that was a Dominant defensive performance by Prairie View, enabled uh, in terms of shutting down the passing game of Texas Southern and not letting Body get out of the pocket and get off with his legs like he can. I take my hat off to Prairie View. I, I had Texas Southern in that game. I, I, I will take all the slings and arrows from the Prairie View faithful on that one. That was dominant. That was an elbow. That was Dusty Rhodes coming off the top rope. Uh, kudos, Prairie View, uh, with the queen over Texas Southern. Yeah. Jerome, Jerome Sutton says, yeah, let's get can't. into some of these mid-major matchups. Um, want to talk about what did you say, Mike? Missed it. I say Jerome Sutton says, can PV keep winning without passing? That was part of the of the game plan. Uh, we talked, had a coach uh, chance to yeah, talk. Yeah, what to was on, interesting? So. If you looked at the media, they purposely knew they didn't have to pass, so they planned to open it up a lot more against yep. Abilene Christian. Uh, but they purposely had a game plan. They were going to run the ball, which is amazing when you hear it. After the fact, and obviously run game was going so much that there was no real need to even pass the ball. So um, they just kept the game plan. You you can outthink yourself sometimes uh, in this case uh, where you'll be coming back later talking about the coach. Why did you start the basketball when you were running all over? I think somebody said that early in a couple of other matchups of seeing some (laughs) games where uh, they wondered why they started passing the ball when they were running over the team. I want to get it sneaky in these mid-major classic games, uh, two of them, and one is an independent game. First one is in Chattanooga, Tennessee, Finley Stadium. Chattanooga Scenic City HBCU Football Classic. This is on Saturday at 3 o'clock p.m. Central Time. Yeah, Fort Valley State Wildcats that are 1-0 against Kentucky State Thoroughbreds that are 0-1. Charles, what are your thoughts in terms of this uh, Fort Valley State Wildcat game uh, based on what you saw in Fort Valley this Sunday? Uh, do you think they go to two and zero against Kentucky I, State or Kentucky State? Remember, this is not the old Kentucky State. Right, give you a lot of problems in terms of um, a new coach coming in there. What are your yeah. thoughts on this matchup? I think you hit the nail right on here. This is an old Kentucky State that would uh, triple option you to death and, and just wear you out. I mean, uh, <laughs> that was during the Jackson State downtime, and that was about my lowest point at Kentucky State. But not that Kentucky State anymore. I think Fort Valley would get the win <laughs> in this one. That was an impressive win in the Red Tails Classic this past weekend. Uh, shout out to Wheeler Brown over, over there at Fort Valley. They got things up and rolling over there. Sure enough. Mike Washington, Fort Valley State, and Kentucky State. What are your thoughts on this matchup? Mid-major yeah. classic. Game yeah, I, I, I know I, I know Kentucky State has, has some change. They've made, they've made some changes. It's not the same old Kentucky State. I still have. Uh, Fort Valley State, the way they won, the way they ran the ball at will, that offensive line dominated Tuskegee. So I think they'll bring it. Um, I think their defense is, is also solid. So I got Fort Valley in that one. Yeah, and that's the number nine Fort Valley State after being released in the poll rankings yeah. this week. Bringing us to number two, which is Langston Lions. Uh, they stay in the Sooner Athletic Conference race for their second game. They're on the road to HBCU. They're at Texas College Steers. This is Steers that come in 0-1 uh, with Langston 1-0, 1-0 in the conference race. Texas College 0-1. This is in Tyler Rose Stadium, Tyler, Texas. That is Saturday, September the 10th at 7 o'clock p.m. It's under the lights. 
Uh, sticking with you, Mike, what are your thoughts on this matchup? Okay, we, 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 we're talking about the same Langston. Uh, the Langston that's, that's <laughs> he just don't believe the Langston. I'm telling you, Langston's good. No, nope, we talking about this. We, no, no, no. We talking about Langston putting up 41 points a game. Been doing that for the last couple of years. Going down. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 I get. I give it to them. Heads, heads and tails. Winning, winning out. Um, if you look offensively, they're putting three or four hundred yards on the board. Uh, they, they still have a solid offense. They just beat. Who was it? Was it West Panhandle? Um, this past week. So, yep. uh, the, yeah, what, one, yep. one of the only other teams that was competitive in the SAC conference and they dominated that team. So yeah, I got Langston in this one. Good points. Good points. Going to you, Charles. What are you about this Langston number two team in the mid-major poll? All They're they on the road. All they do is keep winning. All Langston does is win 340. 300 to 400 yards of offense. I need Isaiah Thornton to go up to Texas College and give his guys a pep talk. I'm ready for yeah. this game. But uh, until then, <laughs> you gotta go. Gotta go with like. Yeah. Well, we'll be back with some major vision talk. But before we do that, AD says he is listening. T, you got a D. <laughs> Fam, you got an F. Um, AD grades hard. He's like one of those new adjunct professors. Get all excited. Cause he got a little book and he come in there with his chest out talking about how he's, you know, this is my class. You need to come on time and all this stuff. He's giving these hard grades, man, back up. We know, we know you good. We got, you just got your doctorate and all that, your master's, whatever you want to call it coming in and grade. He did give JSU an A plus. He does no talent. I give him that. We'll yeah. be right back after this third quarter break. We'll be back in the fourth quarter to give you some matchups to keep your eyes on in the major division. It should be fun. Stick with us. We'll be right back after this last break. From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slowburn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website, www.slowburnwaco.com. That's www.slowburnwaco.com. This is Ryan Fulford. A.D. Drew and I are co-hosts of the BCSN Sports Wrap. We talk about all things related to HBCU athletics. From the games, teams, coaches, and fan interest stories, we cover it all. You can find our shows on Facebook at BCSN Sports Wrap, YouTube at MyJBN Online, and everywhere you listen to podcasts like Anchor, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. You can also find the show on the Jericho Broadcast Network's app. Make sure to download. We look forward to you joining the conversation and being a part of the show. Five-star backyards, Yellowwood brand pressure-treated pine. If it doesn't have this yellow tag, you don't want it. If you think all pads are exactly the same, think again. This is always Ultra Thin's reinvented with the always triple protection system. This pad wicks gushes 90% faster, absorbs even more so you can feel dry, and locks odors in. Rethink your pad for up to 100% leak-free and odor-free comfort with the totally reinvented Always Ultra Thins. This is always like never before. Press the analytic data with your hip-hop. If you know them like I know them, they're going to tell you if your team, if they want a lot of and who the ball, so listen to Professor Yes Sir, and pay attention because he's going to teach a lesson. This is Dr. Bill with Inside the Asian. We see Sports Lab with our last segment. We get into the major division. We got an independent non-conference matchup game, and then we got a classic game for you. Let's start with the independent non-conference game on this one. This is Morgan State. Uh, you know who's uh, head coaching that program as he moves up. We just talked about the Bowie State. A little different challenge as he re- rebuilds Morgan State, but if anybody can do it, uh, none other than what's going on there at MEAC. But they come in 0-1 after – going to Georgia Southern and taking it to the head. But now they have a city rival. 
across the street, rather, if you would, Townsend Tigers, a historic white college, another opportunity for HBCU, uh, HWCU matchup at the FCS level. This is MEAC versus the Colonial, Saturday the 10th at 5 o'clock. Uh, Morgan State Bears do go on the road at Towson Tigers. Um, in terms of that, Towson Tigers coming in 1-0, and and obviously, as I said, Morgan State comes in 0-1. Uh, let me go to you, Mike Washington. What are your thoughts on this matchup in terms of the independent non-conference game of the week? Yeah, I don't know if I've seen enough uh, out of Morgan to be able to mount up a victory here. Um, I was trying to look at the score of their, le- their last game. I mean, they, they really didn't put up much, so I, I – I don't see them coming out of Townsend. Townsend's been pretty competitive over the last few years. So I, I see, you know, Townsend, unfortunately, winning this. Yeah, it's going to be interesting for this matchup when you talk about Coach Wilson. I think they play a lot closer, and if Townsend is not quite ready, uh, you might get uh, the surprise because I think Morgan State, uh, in terms of Wilson, has the formula and knows how to get his team ready to take on these non-conference matchups. Uh, which you have to come in with a different mindset in terms of how you play the game and be ready for different type of whistles that may, may not necessarily go your way. So it's going to be interesting to see how quick he can start that process. But let me go to Charles to see what you think about that. And do you agree with any of that in terms of this matchup? I definitely agree. Damon Wilson, you talk about the success that he had at Boise State. Uh, he's going to have Morgan State ready and prepared uh, to play this game. But I, I, I see this going Towson's way. Uh, but I think Morgan State is going to be one of those teams uh, that they're going to uh, just get better and gel even more as we go through the season. Uh, right now, they're still looking for offensive playmakers. And until I see that from Morgan State, uh, it's going to be tough for them to get some Ws. Good point. It will be interesting to see what Anton uh, Sewell will do. Coach, defensive coordinator, obviously went down to Alabama State before understanding uh, that uh, Coach Damon Wilson got the head coach job and obviously he left his family in Baltimore. So he went back up there. Now he's coordinating that defense and he is talent. Be interesting to see what he can do, at least on the defensive side of the ball to try to keep this close to see if when or if they can get the offense going into the big matchup. Memphis, Tennessee is the spot of what will take place. Independence stadium, Southern heritage classic, multiple layers of this game in terms of Eddie George coming in with the, Fighting Eddie George, as some people like to say, I look at it as Tennessee State Tigers, legendary program there as they continue to push forward. They come in at 0-1, a road loss. Now they're going in Memphis, Tennessee, to see about taking on the number one ranked Jackson State Tigers that are 1-0, both in terms of overall and in conference play after taking down Florida A&M Rattlers, another Robbery to Tennessee State, oddly enough, hadn't been played in a long time. But this is a SWAT versus OVC, even though it's two HBCUs. So to be fascinating, this is six o'clock. It's on Jackson State's network, um, unlike last year when it was on ESPN. So something to make sure you think about if you're wanting to look for this game and try to figure it out. Let me get that out there real quick. Charles, I'm going to stick with you and go to you. Mm -hmm. Tell me something about this matchup. What should we consider when we're looking at what may go down, or at least what should we keep our eyes on in this game? Yeah, another big rivalry matchup uh, with Jackson State and Tennessee State. Uh, you talk about two historic teams, uh, the, the, the commonality of Big John Merritt being at both programs. Uh, and this is uh, Eddie George's uh, thumbprint on this program now. New quarterback, Draylon Ellis, has come in for Tennessee State. Uh, a transfer from Austin P, where he threw for over 4,000 yards at Austin P. He had a great opening weekend uh, when you talk about going 17 of 27, 257 yards. He also chipped in 82 yards on 22 carries. Uh, that was the, the stat that jumped out uh, with me. Uh, they're going to u- utilize his athleticism with 22 carries. Uh, but Tennessee State, uh, known uh, traditionally for having a stout defense, gave up a ton of yards to Eastern Washington. Gunnar Talkington uh, for Eastern Washington threw five touchdowns. So uh, that plays into Jackson State's hands. I think Shador, uh, if he locks in early, it could be a long night for Tennessee State. And Von Starlin, 107 yards rushing for Tennessee State. Uh, Dennis Thurman, defense coordinator for Jackson State, his big thing, their number one principle, stop the run. And that's going to be huge for Jackson State to see if they can stop Devon Starlin and that big Tennessee State offensive line. So uh, going into this game, that will be one of the uh, uh, talking points, if you will, is being able to stop him and make Tennessee State one-dimensional. But I, I think Jackson State will uh, come out you know, decent in this. 
Yeah, I think it'll be interesting as you talked about Eddie George. You know they're going to be a physical team, so for me, it's going to be interesting to see that physical play and who is just that physical in terms of what it looks like. You know anything about Eddie George? You know he's going to want to run the ball. Yeah, um, the defensive front for Jackson State last year, as you talked about, the defensive coordinator, they do not want to let anybody run the ball on them, and they seem to even gotten more stingy this year. So, Mike, what are your thoughts in terms of this matchup? Yeah, it's going to be a tough one, <clears throat> or at least uh, a fairly tougher one. And another challenge for Jackson State, Tennessee State was they performed well, all things said, 547 total offensive yards. Um, and I think CB mentioned uh, Devin Starling had 207 yards on 25 attempts. So they obviously can rush the ball if you count them. And I believe it was a Quentin uh, Weiss, uh, if I'm pronouncing his way, uh, pronounce his name wrong, uh, whether, uh, forgive me, I'm sorry, uh, Dre Nellis. Uh, on rushing, and then Devin Starling, and then there was a James Starr, but between the three of them, they had 300 yards. So, Dre Nellis was also your rusher as well. So, they have a big offensive line. Devin Starling was your number one rusher, but your number two rusher was Dre Nellis. Will he be able to do that against a hard-hitting uh, defense from Jackson State? Uh, the other thing is, is you look at, you know, receivers. You know, if you look at it, they had two receivers. Do you want uh, me to answer that? Or was that just an open question? <laughs> No, no, no. You gonna let me finish? Uh, Tennessee, Tennessee State's <laughs> uh, approval. I'm trying to. I'm trying to get. Uh, talk it up, Doc. Let me get. It. <laughs> I see. I see. Yeah, you want so, me to tune that, in? You want to make Jackson State Network get all these viewers? That's oh, right. Okay. Zach Dobson, Cam Weiss. That's uh, 13 catches for 227 yards, each scoring a touchdown last week. So they have a passing if they need. Having said all of that. Having said all of that. You had Jackson State across a million receivers. You know, Dallas Daniels, Shane Hooks, uh, Willie uh, Willie Gaines. Uh, there had to be at least 11, 12, 13 Alex receivers. Did he make yeah, sure? I know. I, so that's a plethora of receivers. Data point. That's, I, I think that's more receivers than, uh, that, than Tennessee State will be able to cover. You think about it. They had Eastern Washington – a known offensive team, and they couldn't stop that attack. So now you got to stop a, a well-oiled, focused machine in Jackson State. It's going to be a tough day and a tough challenge for Tennessee State. I'll end it on this. I told you about the other article on HBCU game day uh, in terms of looking at Coach Prime and what he's doing in terms of his program and what does that mean overall for HBCUs in the media. Uh, football media day courtesy of HBC sports there's a breakdown between what coach Simmons said in regards to what Sanders said so I want to give a little insight for those that may have not seen this to read the whole article go over to HBCU sports Jackson State is setting a new standard can the rest of HBCU football catch up was the title of this article quote was said by Simmons during the uh, media response uh, directly inquiry they're really, really good <laughs> in terms of they have really good players across the board and recruit extremely well. They capitalized on transfer portal and addressed some deficiency they had last year on the offensive side of the ball. I think in a lot of ways he's probably talking about that offensive line. Simmons also said it's hard to find a weakness with their football team, end quote, said Simmons. Last year they did, didn't lose a game in conference and would be hard-pressed to see them lose on this year if they continue to play the way they play. Sunday, end quote. So I thought that was fascinating just to give you a little more perspective of what other coaches are saying. In addition, you had the point that Sanders jumped in on his quote and said, hey, we're deep. Sanders said in response uh, to a question about why defensive back John Warren, the centerpiece of Sanders' landmark first recruiting class, didn't play against the Rattlers. You could go from first to third team in one practice. We're that deep. Historically, I want people to think about this. Historically, Charles, we love to talk about this. Mike, you talked about this, whether it's Pine Bluff and your dad, your uncle, in regards to what that looked like, whether it was Prairie View, um, in terms of those matchups of Jackson State, where back in teams that were really good, Prairie View Southern, Jackson State, Grambling, uh, doing part of that Tennessee State, uh, and other teams as well, don't want to leave them out, but just to pick on those, 
where you had squads where they did travel smaller squads, but they had such depth that people would come in smaller in size. They would literally cast them off, send them somewhere else. They couldn't always go play for another HBCU. Oftentimes they would go to historic the white college and get games. And some of them would become really good first, second team players uh, that couldn't even make the squad at HBCU. Also, you would hear the frame when you talk about these old heads talking about these teams in regards to the depth of these teams, where if you got injured, people would play through the injuries because if they ever went off the field, um, they would get their spots back. Yep. You had travel yep. squads back then where teams were that deep, where you would have a first-team travel squad go. Uh, depending on how you practice that week, you may not make the travel squad, and you see this now with Jackson State. And that's one reason I wanted to quote this, not just to talk about Jackson State, but give you an opportunity to go back in history and see how it's replaying itself, which is fascinating to me. Dion does what he does, which I love in a lot of ways. He got to put some shine on it. He says, quote, everybody talks about who they have or who they brought in, end quote, Sanders said. They forgot we got to play it better too. We're not playing against sweat. We're not thinking like that. We're just trying to dominate. Quote, isn't that what the, uh, what they FDS programs do, end quote, why is this? It new to us, isn't it how it's supposed to be done? I mean, we're doing something wrong over here. So when we get it right, we don't need to hand clap uh, to say we got it right. This is how it's supposed to be done, end quote, which again, I'm tying this to history, not necessarily reading in his quotes, but in a lot of ways he believes, I know he studied the history of Jackson State uh, for those that particularly originally didn't quite understand or believe who he's doing this for and what was his historical nature with HBCUs. One thing, if you don't know anything about Deion Sanders, he studied his craft. Anybody that talks about what he did professionally, the reason he was great, not just his talent, but how much he watched film and yes. was a student of the craft of the game. Yes. And you know he's going to sound, surround himself with coaches that do that, and he's going to elevate them in terms of expectation. And now you're starting to see that in terms of the expectation, in terms of players. And last thing I will say, also expectation of the organization, uh, which will be probably the last change you have to make. And I include that with the pregame show in terms of how they are changing the coverage of what can be expected from media, especially that media that is associated with a sports program. Changing the game, credit to Charles, credit to Neely in terms of the pregame, credit to BCSN for picking that up and understanding the need to provide a coverage in a different manner in such a way. So fascinating. Saw you on the sidelines doing your thing and are serious about your craft and the cutaway. Wanted to give you personal kudos for that. Hopefully I'll see other uh, people that are covering their program and other coaches understanding that this can be a credit to your institution and to your football program to elevate it to the next level and not necessarily believe that everything has to be closed net. Find those that you can trust. No question about that. It needs to be folks that are particular about their craft and that you can trust. Once you can find that, bring it out to your people because there's a lot of people that want to see it. And whether that takes away from us in terms of what we're able to do, I don't care. If it's what needs to be done to get HBCU programs better, we need to do it. That'll do it for us today. Just wanted to close and make sure we had that final footnote because you guys were on your game today. I want to tell you, if it was a professor, and we was grading it, I wouldn't even have to grade on the curve. I give you an A plus two, much like Jackson State. Thank you for listening to Inside the HBC Sports Lab. Make sure you share our podcast with your friends and colleagues. I am Dr. Yadikaville, the Dean of HBC Sports, coming from Inside the Lab in the College of HBC Sports with Mike Watts, Charles Bishop. Uh, again, we want to thank you for listening to Dr. Ville's Inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Watts and Charles Bishop every Tuesday and Thursday at 6 o'clock Central Standard Time. We look forward to you on Thursday as we get in another batch of games. Check us out. We're going to break those down as well. We'll get into games particularly for the SIAC, CIAA, MIAC, and SWAC, games of the week. We're going to give you what you need to consider as you break down and watch those games. Inside the HBCU Sports Lab 1 on uh, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube is Inside the HBCU Sports Lab. Shout out to BJ Jones and his type 5. We got a lot of folks that questioning. Keep it going, BJ Jones. That's what it's about. I'm going to question you too. Bring Dream big, continue to move forward. Shout out to Brian for getting on here and doing the production. Appreciate that work. You got to do it. You got to do it. Shout out to AD Drew in terms of what he gets done. And shout out to Roy in terms of making sure BCSN on the other side. 
of getting things done. With that being said, we'll talk with you soon. Charles. Of course. Mike. Lecture. Dismissed.